When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Curse on Film podcast. This week we'll be discussing Leonor Sarai's camera door winning debut feature, Jeune Femme. I'm Sam Howlett and joining me to discuss the film this week are two Jeune Femmes and one Jeune Homme, Kelly Powell. Hello. Steph Watts. Bonjour. <laughs> and Campbell Campbell. Don't you beat me to it. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be, the whole episode is going to be in French from here on. Everyone ready? Yes. We. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, the jeune femme of the title of the film is Paula, played by Letitia Dosh. Fresh from an unceremonious dumping by her boyfriend of 10 years, she finds herself wandering the streets of Paris, jobless, homeless, and single, with no idea of what life holds for her next. At 31 years old, with little to show for it but a kidnapped cat and a sense of adventure, she sets out to reinvent herself. New job, new friends, new life and finds that these things never do come easily. So let's start with perhaps the most important character in the film, young up-and-coming actress who grabs our attention from the first shot she's in, Muchacho the Cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> how does it rank in your uh, overall rankings of uh, best movie cats? It's up there. It's definitely yeah. up there. Mm, top ten, I think. Mm. Okay. A little... Uh, I don't know, hams it up a bit. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes overreaches. Scenery chewing. Good debut, yeah. though. All yeah. in all. Yeah, strong, yeah. strong impression. <laughs> Good. I think up there with uh, Ulysses the Cat from Inside Lewin Davis. Oh, I was literally yeah, about to say the same thing. Good movie yeah, cat. Very movie cat. Potentially the best. <laughs> uh, but this is really Letitia Dosh's film. Uh, she's in every scene. She feels like she's in every shot as well. Um, what did we think of her in the film? What do we think of her performance, of her character? I think that the film's success almost completely hinges on her. She's really amazing and carries the whole thing really well. And it feels like, um, it feels really unique to the kind of, you, you know, there's like a, almost a template for a woman finds herself in the city, yeah. but she kind of brings this really fresh energy to it. And also, like you said, like she, she basically grabs you from the, like, the very first shot. Mm. Like the film is so uh, great at showing what's unique about her. Like, the just the very first shot is just this her with this like really piercing like stare with like yeah. the heterochromian eyes and stuff. Yeah. It's really striking. I think it like um reuses a similar shot much later on as well. Mm. Mm. The end. 
Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to say. I didn't. I, I guess like so. I, that's not a spoiler, but it's not. I, but it's I didn't want to just be like, uh, oh, yeah. and this is how it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no point in saying it now. Is there? You know, it ends. Yeah, exactly. Everyone. Sorry, guys, don't go. Don't yeah, go you know, <laughs> everything in between <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nicely bookended. Uh. Yeah, it was nicely bookended. Uh, I guess we describe her as sort of a turbulent character with these kind of personality swings up and down um sort of she, she changes so briskly so often she's quite an interesting character to like follow for the whole film because she's so up and down she's so different from each scene yeah how she acts with people yeah you know you're thrown into this world with her you don't know you know where she's going to go next she's unpredictable um, and it's exciting and sometimes irritating and i think that you feel what she feels which i think the movie does really well you know it puts you in her world very well um, and you also kind of go through, it, it grows on you, she grows on you as she kind of grows and gets to know herself, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think even even though she makes some decisions, you're just kind of like, no, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you you kind of go on that journey with her all the way, I think, yeah, because she is in every single scene. Yeah. You kind of, you get to know her a lot better, even though she's not always doing necessarily what you want her to do. Yeah, mm. absolutely. It's, it's really great because uh, her circumstances are so tenuous and then she had, the only thing that you know for sure about her is that she has this consistent ability to just make people uncomfortable <laughs> or push them away. <laughs> but yeah. whether or not she wants to, because she's got like quite a spiky personality sometimes, like for better and for worse and it makes her really exciting yeah. to watch. But then it's also, it just makes things where she's interacting with someone who doesn't know her or understand her like, we do it makes it just unbearably tense like with her well with her various employers especially like the ones who are a bit more tight who are far more tightly wound than she is because she's like this kind of freewheeling personality who adapts to a lot of really dire circumstances Mm. so the um the, the sort of catalyst for the film is her breakup with her very kind of borgy boyfriend um and you think you get the impression that for the 10 years of their relationship she was just kind of Joaquin's girl was that Joaquin? Joaquin? Yeah, I think it's Joaquin. Yeah. Joaquin's girlfriend. Uh, that's kind of was her identity mm. for those years. You know, she was his. Uh, he's a photographer. She was his muse. So she's kind of under pressure to pick a new, to pick her own identity, and she goes through many, many different, different identities, different guises in the film, almost in a kind of uh, like a Tom Ripley sense. Hmm. Not quite as a con that's artist, but just yeah. the way she's so. <laughs> chameleon-like think, and adaptable yeah. to so many different situations yeah. that she I mean, really she, quickly turn it on. Yeah, I mean, she even says it, right, in the beginning. Yeah. She's like, I'm a, I, I adapt. Like, well, yeah. it doesn't matter what I do, I adapt. And I think that that's important because I think, you know, as a young woman, or as a woman, you know, trying to find herself, I think she, as you, as you said, I think her identity has been very tied up in this relationship because, I mean, you know, it's said that he was her professor. You mm. know, she sort of dated him while she was still a child herself or, you know, a young woman, like, coming into yeah. herself. And I think that this is, like, a weirdly maybe um, uh, delayed coming-of-age story, you know, where she this breakup happens and it sends her on this sort of mm. journey. And she is kind of trying to find herself. But I don't think it's, like, a, a calculated thing that she tries to no, change yeah. her personalities. I just think it's, like, her one, like, just trying to find where she fits in, mm. you know, in these worlds. Yeah, because she's kind of only, I guess, before we see her from this point, she's only built her personality around Joaquin as like a point of reference. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's good to see. And I think as well, because I mean, when you see films where it's like, I'm a male photographer or an artist and this is my muse. Yeah. And like, and now you're seeing the other side of that. Of yeah, yeah. The kind of the muse and how they actually 
maybe don't have mm. as much mm. personality <coughs> because they've got somebody else projecting onto them. Putting it like that, it kind of reminds me of Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. Like this kind of decon- yeah. this deconstruction of like the muse, um, and it shows how like kind of oppressive that like possess. Oh my god, it was like a rhyme. Uh, <laughs> oppressive that like possessive term can be. So it's like you have to adhere to this image that a man like sets out for you, mm-hmm. and it's really fascinating in both films to see the muse mm-hmm. <laughs> like take control of mm-hmm. those circumstances for himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, where she hers is like a big old just like middle finger up to uh Joachim whereas mm. in um I mean I guess in Phantom Thread she uses those circumstances to her advantage instead mm. but and it's interesting mm. that the photo that he that's made of well that he's most well known for um she says at one point that like um you know he said that it's something about I think I don't remember the exact quote but it's something about like oh I see the woman in you in this photo or something like that or it reminds me of like the woman you like I see you as or the woman inside you or something like that and um and she's like gives him the middle finger and is like well I'll you know I'm gonna be my own woman and I'm not just this object of your gaze it's not uh, it's quite funny that we have we get this message like pretty much exactly from her mouth but it's not in like a go go like kind no, of way no, it's yeah. like in this yeah. manic yes ma- exactly no it's not, it's not it's not yeah it's not a very uh, yeah there's no clear way of, of going about it but uh, yeah that's what i like so much about it is that it's not um it take you i remember steph was saying to me when we saw it that it just takes a lot of these tropes uh of girl seeks identity in the city yeah. thing and just mm. bypasses cliche or mm-hmm. at least like gives us those things but in a manner we don't entirely expect like the stream of consciousness rant at her doctor (laughs) (laughs) which is one of my favourite opening scenes I've seen this year it's just wild like Mm. you just kind of it's crazy that she just starts from this peak of energy and then the film it's not like the film keeps that up uh, necessarily that tone up necessarily, but it just you kind of think like, where the hell is this going yeah. from this point? Because it starts just at one hundred, it's the ground yeah. running. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. Because I was thinking about a lot of I don't want to like talk about a lot of points and spoil the movie, but kind yeah, of yeah. things that like a lot of women go through in movies. But it kind of doesn't really put a lot of focus on those points. It's just kind of like, oh well, that's life, and I'm gonna deal with it, and then they could just kind of go through it. And I think. That's nice because it doesn't um, kind of frame her life as like, well, you're a woman and Mm. you have to make these points really kind Mm. of big things about your life. And she's just, yeah, she's just kind of dealing with them. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. The film is just like, this is a real person and Mm. she happens to be a woman and this is her. This is how she lives in the world, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah. And kind of ordinary as well. I quite like this thing at the moment of kind of average average women mm. so like uh, in ladybird as well where she like she doesn't yeah. have good grades and she's not like particularly fantastic at anything and like it's kind of the same with paula in that she's yeah she's not kind of somebody that you might aspire to be mm. and she's not kind of a ooh, mysterious fantastic woman she's mm. just kind of going through life ordinary and i think you can maybe relate to that a bit yeah. more as somebody who has a lot of flaws and it's nice that the film doesn't really like put, like position her as being like part of a big message yeah like um it just just kind of lets her be with things that you're saying were things that happen like specifically to women 
it's quite funny that I like the film's matter of factness and the editing and that like it knows what the audience expects from things and it'll just be like well you know what's happening cut <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Moves on. yeah 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 doesn't linger on anything mm. too long doesn't outstay its welcome yeah mm. yeah it doesn't treat you like a fool or, or like kind of wallow in any yeah. melodrama that the circumstance mm. might bring it's just yeah like you said it was just like it's very much that's life mm. I think a lot of people have compared this to um Francis Ha in a way and it's very you spoke about it earlier this kind of woman in the city finds herself film um yeah. did you get that comparison or is that superficial or? um i get that comparison um it's quite funny because i've seen it brought up in a number of reviews and even yeah. in an interview with uh dosh and uh sarai sarai oh um i think we're going with sarai yes <laughs> okay sarai sarai um <laughs> The comparison to Frances Ha has come up a number of times, and it's quite interesting because the two of them uh, almost reject that in this interview. I think it was with The Guardian, mm. and they say like, "Oh, uh, I don't like that film," uh, and it's, it's wrapped up too it's it's wrapped up too nicely. And then Sarai compares uh, how they got Doge to prepare for her character to how. David Thewlis does for Naked by Mike right. Lee. Yeah. And then I, it's quite funny because I have seen before in a review of Francis Ha this exact same comparison made between um, <laughs> David Thewlis and Greta yeah. Gerwig. So like this kind of uh, solipsistic type, uh, even though they're very different characters, yeah. like all three are very different <laughs> yeah, characters. Absolutely. It's just there's that, that kind of thread between all of them, which I thought was really interesting. Um, as for Francis Ha, though, it's like if... Uh, things just I guess this is that if it did things didn't work out everyone around her yeah. kind of sucked uh not in a twee kind of way but in a really just sometimes dangerous kind of way people mm. are terrible it's not like Adam Driver wearing a bad hat <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like Francis Hard disclaimer <laughs> yeah. hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So the city of the film is Paris, and Paula says to someone at some point in the film, Paris is a city that doesn't love its people. So I wanted to get your thoughts on what this film is saying. Is it from about Paris? Is it from about cities in general? Have you all, you know, we all are young people living in London. Have we felt that about this city that... You know, sort of experience the highs and lows of living in a big city. So what kind of city is the film depicting? I guess one where everyone's just doing their own thing. A lot of the time, I guess, yeah. staying in... Well, being around London, you just kind of see that everyone's in a rush yeah. and you kind of disappear. Yeah, time. this is kind of interesting because I was thinking about it. Um, you know, she says to... She meets the Osman, the security mm-hmm. guard, and mm-hmm. when they first meet, um, he speaks a little bit about... She, she. That's where she says that, you know, Paris right, does, dislikes yeah. people. 
Um, and he says that he he says that he likes the city because he can he feels incognito, you know, that he can kind of do what he wants and be who he wants to be, which is kind of this like. In a city like Paris, and I feel like in London as well, it is kind of like a blank slate where you can kind of create whoever you want. No one knows yeah. you. No one cares about you in the real sense of the word. <laughs> and like you can kind of be who you want to be. Um, and I feel like, I mean, I guess that's just a good backdrop for this kind of a movie where she's trying to find herself, you know, kind of thing. And, yeah. you know, along the way, she talks to people and it comes up that people don't remember her or recognize her. Or she says, like, you know, I don't think I'm very memorable or, you know, you're someone I'd recognize in the street, but I don't think people see me like that, you know. And it's kind of just reflective of her, that's, I don't know, her hmm. psyche or her, the way that she's, you know. That's so interesting how it's... Her, she's conflicting with her desire to like just have the ability to create a new identity for herself entirely, but then also struggles with not wanting to be forgotten, especially with her like repeated like contact with uh, Joaquim as well throughout the film. It's exactly. like a reminder that she's doing like I'm doing great. <laughs> like, yeah, I, exactly. I don't need you. Yeah, kind or, of or, or in the whole immortalization of her in the image, you know, kind of like being mm. remembered like that, but like not necessarily. In her own, yeah, yeah. So I think that is an interesting question. I like that sort of interplay between like how people and you know generally are in cities and how the city can sort of determine or have a, a play a mm. role or influence your identity or how mm. you interact with others. How they shoot everything just really helps uh, for that as well because I feel like so loads of the shots um, just have Doge placed so well. Like among some, even with she always stands out. Like even among the shots where it'll just be like really far overhead, mm. and people are just kind of walking past her. Like I just, I just think this whole film is like really immaculately framed, and I really love it. <laughs> um, all the like production design is really oh, lovely mm, as well. It's just immaculate in every shot, and it just feels like no matter no matter how kind of wide the scope of everything is, it just f- always feels like Paula is at the center of it, which mm. is just really nice. Without like kind of obviously being that way, I just really love that element of it and it kind of and I guess it ties into how she is trying to stand out among mm. all of these people in the city because there's um, a lot of the time it kind of feels like a lot of the work's just kind of like janky and handheld as she's kind of rushing around but I just really love the moments where it just takes a moment to just stop and just kind of observe the character in any of these environments whether it's just her like kind of chilling on a doorstep somewhere or uh, standing rather uncomfortably in the ho- in her like family home mm. and it's kind of letting the like mise en scène and her like do its thing, and this is what I was saying earlier that like Dosh is such a crucial part of the movie because she just does so much work in every shot. Yeah, from what I remember, there wasn't many um, establishing shots really. Yeah, it just sort of throws you in yeah. there, like exactly mm-hmm. like yeah. how the opening scene does. It's just like bam, this is this chick. You're like, whoa, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. And I I I also like that. I I quite like having to figure out where they are or like what what's happening because yeah. it puts mm. you it puts you if you feel closer to the character I, I guess um yeah i really also just really like this film like formally like the cinematography the production design also the colors like what mm. the colors are doing with her sort of yeah. emotional states throughout the film is great yeah. everything looks sorry no 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 go everything just looks so great against all her red hair as well just thinking of yeah. that shot mm. um when she's like doing a job interview and she has that like blue jumper and all the hair just oh, it just looks amazing like, yeah it's just so bright just yeah that's yeah. the um poster isn't it? well one of yeah. the posters yeah. is that the one um i was actually going to ask you about the um you said something about the other french title 
because they were being mm. okay. oh, yes. very specific. It's a train station, I think, Mont- in Paris. Uh, yeah. It's uh, Montparnasse Beyond Bienvenue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think, is it a train station? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah, I think that's the, the international the title. Is, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's quite yeah. funny, like, thinking about that and that there's, like, no establishing shots. Yeah, it's quite <clears> funny, isn't it? Because I guess, yeah it's like you'd expect it to have a lot of kind of this is Paris, we're here kind of shots, but it doesn't, I guess. <laughs> there's, there's no one just being like, ah, oh, the area of Montpellier. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what a lovely day in Montpellier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just a young woman out in the city. <laughs> Jeune femme. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jeune femme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's nice that it's never like kind of on the nose like that. Mm. And also, um, speaking of that, there's not really... You were talking about its form as well. There's not really any non-diegetic music in it as well. Like, all I can think of is when she hits the club and there's just, like, just booming electronica and that's mostly it. Um, There there are... My memory's failing me at the moment. I think there are maybe a couple of instances of a score. There's, like, a jazzy piece that happens at at some stage. Yeah. Um, But it is kind of, like... Most of it happens within. It always feels really. It feels really particular. Like she yeah. chooses, like um, Sarai chooses those moments like mm. really well. I think. Mm. And just so when it happens, when she kind of goes into the club, everything's just really disorientating, and mm. you're just kind of suddenly it's, oh, it yeah. goes from being a, fa- a film just centered around uh, Doshi's like kind of really fast wit, uh, and then it's just her just like drowned out in this mm. really loud, <laughs> yeah. crowded club yeah. with uh, some dude saying that he he likes how she's crying or something. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, There's, like, loads of images of men just, like, putting themselves over her, like, all the way through, which I think was, like, a really interesting mm-hmm. theme. I don't know if that's a theme, but, um, yeah, kind of thing that was going on all the way through. I guess you can call it a theme, considering that the whole thing's about her trying to break out from under her yeah. ex- ex-boyfriend's shadow. Mm. Mm. That's, that's a good point, actually. Mm. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Mm. It's true. And I think a lot of people would expect this kind of film to be, you know, semi-autobiographical from the director's point of view, but she said it's not. She said that she's nothing like Paula, uh, Leonor Sarai. She said that writing the film was more of a liberation and that she's written a character who's completely opposite of herself. I think uh, Gerwig said the same thing about Lady Bird, that it's not necessarily me, it's just kind of like a different version of me rather than any kind of autobiographical. Yeah, and, they, and she worked hard to make sure the character wasn't, you know, wasn't too wacky, her words. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah to kind of stop the comparisons to Frances Har even more. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you, you, she definitely has a spicy personality, but she, in, the, in the calmer moments, you sort of get to know her intimately, I think. And, mm. I th- and she is this, just this, this... I think she's just a fully... Like a well-rounded character. You know, I believe that she is a, <laughs> a human in the world, and I think that that's, you know, the point, that we're all complex kind of have yeah. these moments of these facets of our personality that come out in different situations. Mm-hmm. And I really love the scene where she goes for the job interview. They'll ask her, what's, what's your biggest uh, failing in life? She's like, oh, I'm just too organised. I just love being <laughs> uh, And also, I'm calm. I'm also calm. I love organisation and I'm calm. And like, you know, from what we've seen earlier, her sort of chain-smoking squalor is where she feels most comfortable. And I think that's, the, that's one of the best scenes that just really sums up her character in a really nice, simple way. Mm. Mm. And it does feel like something that she's read somewhere, like, you know, these these answers are <laughs> yeah, the best yeah. answers for that. <laughs> yeah. She's like, all right, I'll just go with that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of want this job, so... <laughs>
a lot of it feels like um kind of if if I was going to put it in reductive terms like France's hub via Fleabag. <laughs> yeah, Fleabag's <laughs> if, a big one. If yeah. we we're going to go for like how they approach her character, I guess because in Fleabag there's a lot it's all centered around Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character and she's quite she well, she's a mess. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I like I really like that this kind of character arc that she goes through. Um and I like that the film isn't like plot pointed out in such mm. a like clean and neat way but you do see this trajectory of her like she she grows up throughout the film I think and that's the main thing is like when she gets like moments of responsibility like this job you know which people are like oh I'm just it's just a job that I'm doing while I'm doing my masters or whatever yeah. it is it's like she's starting to take life seriously mm. you know a little bit um and you know even with the babysitting like she just does it cuz she kind of needs a place to stay or whatever it yeah. is mm-hmm. um but then she kind of in, she's it's about like investing i guess and like taking on or just accepting that like this is part of like growing up and like finding out yeah. you know she takes her job quite seriously <laughs> when she gets it you know i should say i really like the way that it's structured actually cuz um mm. i think when it started, I was actually really uncomfortable because she's in like a actually really manic, yeah, manic and quite like dangerous mm. position yeah. because she kind of realizes that she has no one. And then I think it's really kind of nice that it's it's still kind of hanging by a thread a bit. Like if she loses a job, then she's probably back in the position that she started in. Yeah. But you actually, yeah, start to feel more comfortable as she does as well and kind of when she gets her life on track a little bit it's mm. yeah I just really like the way it kind of goes in like an upwards yeah slope a little bit yeah and I'm, and as we said like it doesn't she's not an extraordinary woman that's mm. not like you know and it ends pretty I mean it's not like this amazing ending where but it's kind of like you know if you have this feeling like she's gonna be okay you know <laughs> everything's <laughs> like, gonna be okay everything's gonna be alright <laughs> All right, so that is Jeune Femme, which is out in cinemas and on Curzon Home Cinema this Friday. Also on Curzon Home Cinema is new documentary Film Worker, uh, which is a documentary about Leon Vitali, who was an actor but gave up his acting career to become Stanley Kubrick's assistant. So definitely a big one for Kubrick fans. And if you have any thoughts on Jeune Femme, do let us know by emailing podcast at curzon.com for next week's show or reach us on Twitter. And if you are a fan of the show, subscribe, leave a review and comment. We're available every week on iTunes and Acast. So it's goodbye from Steph. Goodbye. Goodbye from Cam. Au revoir. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye Bye-bye. Goodbye. (laughs) See you, mate. (laughs) Thank you for listening. See you next week. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.